Welcome to Rapture, a Bioshock lorecast, where people of the Bioshock fandom can come together to experience life beyond the sea. So buckle into your bathosphere, ready your plasmids, and let's dive in as we explore the history and lore of the Bioshock series. Welcome to Rapture, a Bioshock Lorecast. I'm your host, Valkyrie Kenton, with my co-host... Twisted Vice. Alright, first off, I want to apologize for a few things from uh, the Andrew Ryan episode. I know I pronounced a few words incorrectly. My brain and my mouth don't seem to want to cooperate when it comes to certain words. I know how they say them. I can say them and repeat them in my head umpteen million times. But getting them to come out of my mouth the same way they are supposed to sound... It doesn't happen. Uh, also, I had messed up in my notes. Um, it was Andrew Ryan who was stuck at work the night of the New Year's Eve bombing when Atlas and his cojones um, attacked. Yes, I know I said cojones. Don't laugh over there. Cronies. Whatever. Um, but other than that, um, this week's episode is about our thoughts on the whole background and history of Andrew Ryan, how we felt about his upcoming to his demise. So sit back and find out what we think. Uh, hopefully, uh, we wouldn't mind hearing from you. What do you think? How, how do you feel about the whole situation with how he came about? How he created Rapture and how, if you feel he caused the downfall or if he could have stopped it in a different way. Um, okay. Well, first off, um, he was voiced by Armin Shimmerman. Um, he was also created based off of figures like uh, Walt Disney. Uh, Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. Uh, Howard Hughes and Charles Foster Kane. Uh, out of all those, I only know one name. I know a couple. Uh, I know, I like... Disney, of course. Everybody knows Disney at this point, if you don't know Disney. Even though uh, they're underneath the rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ayn Rand is the one other one that I know uh, as an author. Uh, not many people know the band Rush. Their biggest influence for their songwriting was Ayn Rand. Really? Yep. Yeah, you see, I, as much as I've listened to Rush because of you, I don't know anything when it comes to Rush. I mean... For a three-person band, I only know one person. That's Neil Peart. I mean... Mm, well, you know. But that's given. Um, now, the, the the person he was voiced by, Armin, um, I think I've seen that he's uh, done other voice actings for video games and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he's done some like additional voice work for voices in Diablo and various other games and i think he was in some star trek i think he was quark in deep space nine and see i i honestly wouldn't knew that i'm not a star trek person i'm a star wars person i know i'm probably gonna make people mad by it but i mean I'll, I'll i'll watch it do i understand it not really um okay let's see his uh appearance was based off of vincent price uh a name that i know but cannot place uh, Vincent Price, the horror movie icon Vincent Price. <laughs> okay. With such a fame as uh, House on Haunted Hill and uh, various other early horror movies. I can't quite name off the top and of my head right see, at the moment. See, with me being a horror fan, you think I would remember about, remember that. But, again, it's one of those, I know the name, but I have to see 
like see what he's linked to to and know exactly who that person is. Yeah. It's just one of those things for me. Well, see, I don't see more of the Vincent Price appearance in the character himself. I see more of the Walt Disney-like appearance to me. And see, for me, I see him more of like the Godfather appearance. He has that Godfather... Like a gangster, yeah, like, mafia, mobster look. Yes, like, and I don't know if it's because we I've seen The Godfather so many times because of you, or quite recently within the past year, The Sopranos. It, this it, how they were all dressed clean for certain things, like the way he came about, how he held himself, made it seems like he was a mob boss kind of thing. It's just how he felt to me. I wonder if that was also intentional in character design. It could also have been because of the the years. Because I think during the time that this was taking place, I think like the tuxedo suit thing was a very big deal for, you know, men of business, men of power, no yeah. matter what. Um But honestly that's I I don't really see him being based off of you know, his appearance based off like that. But again, I don't know what Vincent Price looks like, so. But, um, I don't know. It's just, do you think, like, with his, um, created being based off of figures like Disney and stuff? Okay, now that you showed me a picture of what Vincent Price looks like, yeah, he really does remind me of Andrew Ryan. That really makes sense now and walt disney oh okay so yeah it has to be an air thing uh where they during that time they were you know just how they held themselves yeah um okay that's off his you know how he was based off and his voice actor um well besides being the founder and owner of rapture and ryan industries he was also the chairman of the rapture city council and owner-proprietor of Hephaestus. Yes, and I know Hephaestus is one of the words that I messed up on. I, It's one of those words that I can look at it over and over and repeat it in my head. And it came out like a big bloop. So, yes. um, that's one thing that I'll, you know, I know we've talked about it before. But the fact that, it, for some reason, it surprised me that he was able to be, um, like, on a city council like that. The chairman and everything. I think what surprised me about it is because nowadays in businesses, um, let's take, only because of news and everything, that's the only reason why I remember this one right off the bat, Papa John's, the creator of Papa John's. He is, you know, even if he's no longer the face of Papa John's, he is no longer even the chairman. So right. that's why it kind of surprised me with Ryan, how he was able to be the chairman and stay on as the chairman. Why didn't they, when everything started going down south, and he started to backtracking over his, uh, his whole idea, his whole everything about Rapture. Why didn't they just kick him out of being chairman? Why didn't they take that power away from him? You, you understand what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, who's to say that he would have let him? Who's to say that he wouldn't have ruled it, you know, tyrannically and in the end would have kicked them out for trying to kick him out yeah i mean and then there's also the whole rapture's um arm system was also based off all his genetics so even if they try to get rid of him he still had power over rapture which do you think somebody should be able to hold that much power well i mean it's his creation your creation or not i mean we have creation over kids i mean we make them does that mean we should hold so much power like that over them no i know it's a bit different but i mean you have a city you have all these kids as i'm gonna put it that you are responsible for you bring these people down to your home to expand to make it their home should you be allowed to have that much power over all of them well, I mean, it's like ruling a country. And half the time, that's even a mistake. Well, but still, it's like ruling a country. Yeah. Um, in all my background uh, searching, I could not find anything about his mom. 
couldn't find a name or anything? No. So I don't know if his mom wasn't around, um, maybe passed, or... What if from headcanon lore side of things, the reason why we couldn't find any information about his mom is because the information had been scrubbed, either by a government figure in the time of Ryan's upbringing or by Ryan himself so that information couldn't be found to be used against him. Oh, that is a very you know, what a if, very good question. What if he was born out of wedlock? Wedlock or someone in a high noble Russian family position during the reign of Tsar that it could cause a scandal. So they had it, the information destroyed. I you know, honestly never thought about anything like that. Um, when it came to his dad, I don't, I couldn't find a name for him. But, Which could be the same thing. Yeah, but what I found kind of sad, but also kind of interesting, is that his aunt and uncle were assassinated just for being associated to Ryan's dad. Because he was a communist uh, sympathizer. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's sad, you know, oh, hey, you know this person, you're related to him, guess what? drug you out to the street and shot him. That, to me, is sad. Huh? And Ryan witnessed it. Yeah, that was the why, time. Why didn't they kill Ryan? I mean, at the time I get it, he you know, probably was really young because I couldn't find the age when how old he was when he, it happened. But he had to have been young. And for, I mean, why not, uh, yeah, take... Because I don't know if it was his brother and his uh, sister-in-law or if it was his sister and brother-in-law. You know, don't know how that... It worked. Yeah. But why kill them? Why not go after his own flesh and... Even more flesh and blood, his own son? Maybe they weren't certain that it was his son? Yeah. Could have just been a kid. That's a good point. Um, out of all the countries, how do you feel about him going to America? I mean, it's understandable. It's the land of opportunity for the time. You know, it's come to america for a fresh start and achieve your dreams it feels only it was that way nowadays it still seems that way to many people i mean yeah i mean i found it i found it really cool that he was able to pretty much come there he was able to switch his name from uh, ryan ryanowski uh to uh andrew ryan yeah and, sorry and it would be Andrew Ryan, Andrew, yeah, to Andrew Ryan, yeah, being able to switch like that, and then the property, the land that he got, he was able to strike rich by hitting oil, and he invested it wisely. The fact that he was so smart to invest that to where he was so rich. I mean, I if I remember correctly, like he was like in the like top. At least top 20 of the richest people in the world. Like, where did he get the idea or the business sense from? It, well, I, from what I read, his family had a business back in, um, yeah, the, uh, where were they from? Minsk. Yeah. And in the Minsk and the Russian Empire. They had a business. Um, I wasn't entirely sure, I couldn't find what it was about. But, so I'm guessing he probably, from a young age, was, you know... Was learning about business. Yeah, he had to help his father and whoever else was running it. He had to help do it. So he learned from a young age the business aspects okay. of places. And then coming to America was able to take what, took what he learned... And put it to use. Yes. Yeah. To, for himself to make himself better. Um... Yeah, like I said, he was he owned Ryan, he uh, owning Ryan's Oil, um, also a long or a large chunk of America's coal. Like he went from oil to coal to the second largest railroad in America at that time, which I honestly didn't look it up. You know, honestly at that time, you know, I should have known what it is anyways, but I honestly don't know what it is. But you know, and then. Honestly, 
one of the things that I found cool that he did with his money, he got the uh, his own forest. I mean, he was so rich, he had his own forest. And so rich that, because he didn't want the government to have it because they were trying to take it from him and nationalize it, he was like, no, you're not doing this, and burnt it to the ground. Do you feel that him burning it to the ground is a selfish need, or...? I feel like it's a giant fuck you. <laughs> it's him pretty much flipping them off. I mean, is it a selfish need? It was his own. He owned it. And for them to try to take it, it would be like us owning our own house, and then somebody, and we're paying, we have it owned, them coming and going, no, we're taking this from you. Right, but instead of doing that and them saying, we're taking it from you, we're going, well, if we can't have it, you can't have it either, and just burn all of it to the ground. Now, we are both out of a property. Yeah, there is that. Uh, to me, yeah, it might be a little selfish. You know, does the end justify the means? I mean, I guess honestly, it'd be how you would think yourself for it. To me, I, I mean, I'm at. Do, do you so, kind so. of feel maybe he was throwing a little bit of a tantrum? A little bit, but uh, the thing is, why I think about it is just because he burnt it to the ground. There's still the, all that land. Uh, yeah, it's going to take years for those trees to grow back. But that property can still be used. He could have turned around and cleared all that burnt property out and built another empire right there. He could have turned what would seem like a temper tantrum into a bigger business empire. But do you think that's really what he wanted, though? Because he wanted that more as a seclusion thing, a, you know, a hideaway. Hence, you know, the building of Rapture, so deep in the ocean. He wanted it away from the prying eyes of government and all of that. He wanted it to be secluded. I think how he went about doing it was wrong. But to try to make it to where the government couldn't take it from him, I understand where he was coming from. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it, again, it would be how some people would think themselves. How would you think it? Um, honestly. Um, okay, now as we go about Rapture, how do you feel about how fast Rapture was completed? It took only five years for it to be completed. Well, I mean, it's not that. I mean, thinking of the technology of the time, yeah, that's pretty amazing building that deep underwater that quickly. I mean,. You see buildings nowadays. It takes, oh my God, one building. I mean, depending on who's building and which kind of contractors are building, it could take anywhere between a small building two to three years. But an entire city? Only no. five years? And then, because I could not find, no matter how much I looked it up, because I was generally concerned, or not were concerned, I was generally, you know, wanting to know how... They go about building it. The, you know, the scuba suits, the, the shit, the submarines and everything, to bring down the material they needed. How were people able to build it? Yeah. Did they build the big daddies, and then had the Used big daddies to build them? Yes, but from what I understood and what I read, big daddies were coming. That came, big daddies came after rapture yeah so then it's like okay then how was rapture completely made do because you think maybe they built it above water and then sank it you know i never thought of it that way but then wouldn't have the government have seen what they were doing because then it would have been above water maybe they built it enough underwater to where it couldn't be seen like where a, it's not like gonna... at a certain depth yeah that would be safe for people yeah where it can still be built and worked on and then sank it. Cause see, and then my second question is, the considering the depth of how Rapture is, how come none of the metal, the glass, none of that was warped? Because even now, in today's society, a submarine can only go to a certain depth before it can't go anymore. Yeah. And that's with today's society. Technology. Whatever. But 
they well, were able to to it, it could be just one of those also fictional liberties type things where it's just it's a different alternate universe they could have had a different metal and glass material that would have been able to withstand the pressure and everything. I mean, you think I'm questioning this now. Wait till we get to Infinite when I'm talking about the city of Columbia. Oh, yeah. I mean, that one has some more questions for me. <laughs> um, how do you feel about him not understanding Adam? Uh, no, to, uh, let me reword this. I feel him not understanding Adam right off the bat when it came about is what kind of caused the the rise of Fontaine. Well, yeah, I mean, naturally. I feel if he would have got right on the ball, right to, you know, trying to understand it and everything, he could have caused Fontaine's rise to delay more. He could have kept him more underneath his thumb. Well, yes and no. It's one of those kind of, if Ryan would have figured out and understood Ra- or Adam sooner, then Fontaine would have found a different thing to cause later on down the road. I mean, Fontaine already had his black market. That right. he was bringing stuff from, you know, right. the top And down. with Andrew Ryan not really understanding Adam, and, you know, that gave Fontaine the option to smuggle Adam in... And make it a black market item. Whereas if Andrew Ryan would have understood Adam and understood it better and allowed it better, Fontaine would have had to have found something else. When would, what would have been the next big thing that he would have found that, you know, would have probably caused later on. You would know this, but kind of, for how many, you know, mafia kind of movies and stuff, history that you're into. During that era... Was there any drugs that you know of? Well, at the time, it would probably, let's see, that had been... This would be in the 1940s to 19... Well, the city itself finished in 1951. So, 1950s. So, probably marijuana for sure. That would have been one of the major ones. Uh, I think heroin was starting to come around. So, he could have smuggled that stuff in. Yeah. And had that as a black market. Right. Well, you know, and that's the thing that I'm talking about. Whereas, you know, marijuana was the thing. Everybody said, if you're going to get into drugs, don't get into the heroin. Well, the her- they started figuring out that the heroin was making more money than the marijuana. So then they started dealing in the heroin and getting the more money and stuff like that. And then they couldn't control it. That's, you know, that's what I'm talking about with Andrew Ryan. He didn't want the atom throughout his city like that. So, which gave Fontaine the opportunity to smuggle it in and disperse it black market style. Whereas, if Andrew Ryan would have just got on board with the Atom, what would have been the next big thing to cause Fontaine to go, no, you know, Ryan doesn't want this, I'm bringing this in to make the money off of it. That's a very good question. I mean, because Fontaine also owned his own business there that Jack, and that not Jack, that uh, Andrew Ryan allowed him to have. Yeah. Uh, so Fontaine, what was it? Fontaine Futuristics or something like that. I think it's what it was. Because he turned around and later on, and uh, Ryan turned it into like a prison for everybody who he deemed, you know, against him. Yeah. And not to mention, Fontaine also had the Fontaine's Home for the Poor, you know, for the poor houses. Again, Andrew Ryan knew about it, and he allowed him to have it. I mean, why was there poor people to there to begin with when Andrew wanted all these high, sophisticated people? That's a good question. Do that's you think maybe it could have been a, an experiment type thing? Honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised, because he did allow his doctors to do some experiments and stuff uh you know either mess with people's mind or just experiments in general i mean come on he had you know conan down there and well you saw throughout the game how messed up in the head he was now was he like that before he came down there or 
was it after the falling of rapture? That was something that's always kind of stuck in my head. Man, we can get into that when we talk about Xander Cohen, too. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about him and Lamb's fight? I mean, he brought her down to help with people's, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Change from being from above water to living underneath the ocean. He, you know, not having sunlight. Yeah. He brought her to help them and then turned around and she pretty much turned against him. How do you feel about that? Do you think he should have just shipped her back off up or was it a safety thing if he ships her back up there she could tell the government about and then... That could be. It could have been one of those, well, I've got to keep her here or she'll divulge the secrets of Rapture. You know, I don't want Rapture to be known like that. Do you think he could have tried working with her? Okay, I see where you're coming from in here. What do you think I could do to help relieve the stress of my of my citizens and make you feel more comfortable about it? Instead, he pretty much just put her down. Do you think he should have, you know, tried to make leeway with her in a way? Yeah, I think she should. He could have let her, you know, have her own for a little bit, see what she could have done. I mean, at one point, you know, when they were battling uh, with the citizens, you know, watching and taking sides and everything, I, you know, for a while there, she was winning. And that pissed him off even more. Yeah. To the point that he locked her away. He said no more. So, to me, that right there was a temper tantrum. You're winning. I'm not getting the plus of this. I don't want you to have this. I'm just going to just end it all by putting you away where I don't have to worry about you. Do you think he was afraid of losing power? I think he was. I think throughout the entire game, he was afraid of losing power. I mean, in all his audio diaries, uh, the way he talked in the game, heck, up to his death, he was afraid of losing power. I mean, right before his death, he did the self-destruct for the city. I mean, it got stopped, but still, that's how much of afraid of power. I mean, he had citizens that were still sane, but what did he do? He didn't care. He was going <clears> to <throat> kill them all. If he dies, he's taking everybody out with him. Well, see, that still kind of comes down to that also. If I can't have it, you, you know, if you want this and I can't have it, none of us can have it. You know, the same thing with that he did with the forest. Yeah. You know, now that I've put those two actually side by side, it does make it seem like it was just for all around just a giant temper tantrum that if he can't have it, nobody will. Exactly. <sighs> Hence the turning on the self-destruct sequence and all of that. How do you feel about the fact that he refused to let anyone have any contact with the surface? So, like, say, you went down to work, but, say, I was still up here. You couldn't contact me any. I mean, it makes sense. He's Like I said, he's trying to keep Rapture a secret from the government. If I'm able to contact you whenever I want, I can tell you all kinds of things that's going on, whether he's listening or not. And they wouldn't have been able to do anything by the time I contact you. You would have been able to contact the right people to get the information out there. Or the fact that they know, if the government knew, like, hey, this person's down there, but their spouse is here. Let's bug their place. Yeah. So even if I had no plans of going to the government, they could still know from bugging. Exactly. I mean, to me, it's sad. Because what if you went down there... You stayed down there for a few years, but you decided you want to go back. He wouldn't allow it. You were stuck down there. My question is, did he tell them before they came down? If you come down here, you cannot go back to the surface. You are stuck here for the rest of your life. I feel like maybe not at first. I feel like they divulged the information after they agreed. Another question I have, besides incinerators... Where do the dead bodies go? There's no graveyard. Do they let them float up to the, up to the surface? But then there'd be a, a bunch of dead bodies around where the opening of Rapture would be. Not necessarily. I mean, I'm, I mean, then you got all the fish, sharks, you know, everything that could have eaten the bodies. Yeah. But, I mean, what happens to them? 
That's a good question. Do they recycle the bodies in Rapture? I mean, we know they recycle Adam and stuff like that from dead bodies. I mean, that's what those little sisters were for. How do they get, you know, meat down there? Oh, I did not want to think about that. Well, I mean, hey. it makes sense because you don't see animals down Oh, don't do that to me. Oh, God. Now I'm thinking about cannibalism. Oh, thanks. Thank you don't you. honestly think that they're, all they're eating down there is sushi and raw fish, do you? <laughs> oh my god, no, but no, that kind of just ruins it for me. Because I, I didn't, you know, I honestly didn't think about it. I didn't think about it just eating chips, just eating, you know, stuff like that. I didn't really think about meat-wise. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. It's, hey. I mean, it's what you got to do to survive, but still, it's... Oh, God. thanks. Now it's, it's stuck on my head. It's cheaper than trying to get it from above surface. I mean, yeah, because then by the time it would get down to the rapture, what's the chances of it going spoil? Exactly. I mean, and that would be somebody having to go to the go to the surface. Then how would he go about choosing who does he want up to the surface? What if he has somebody up there who stays up there? Who would it be that he would trust enough? Well, I mean, it's the lighthouse with the bathosphere. He could always have the delivery ship to the lighthouse. I mean, yeah. But then how come the government never picked up on that before? Just like how the, how the government not sit there and go, Hey, there's a giant lighthouse in the middle of the freaking ocean. What the hell is going on? And go and check it out and go, okay, what is this? And go into the bathosphere Get shipped down to Rapture and see what it's about. Who's to say that they didn't? Yeah, and he could have killed them. Exactly. But then what if it was generally somebody who, you know, just found it, just to, just found it. And then with him being all paranoid and everything, didn't give him a choice and just killed him. Just like how he tried to do with Jack. Yeah. I mean, just somebody... That, oh, hey, I don't know you, so I'm just going to kill you kind of thing. I mean... Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Who's to say that that didn't already happen and, you know, it's just been covered up? I'll be honest. They I, turned them into a hamburger. Shut up. I'll be honest. I would love to see a DLC or other game itself of Rapture when it was very first started and everybody was coming down. Him making the choices of, this is who I want. This is who I don't want. You know, I'm more of a in-depth on Andrew Ryan. Yeah. I would love to see something like that. But that's just me. I find that's kind of so fascinating. Um, how do you... Okay, the acceleration of the black market. Um, honestly, I feel like he could have... Well, that and... Okay, the acceleration of the black market and how he started uh, to, you know, really see what Fontaine was doing. Do you think he could have kept Fontaine under his thumb if he would have automatically went no to the black market? Well, that's the thing. Did he, I mean, he had his suspicions about the black market, but did he know for sure that Fontaine had a black market? Well, from what I read, he knew that Fontaine had the black market. He knew all about it. But didn't see, like, it wasn't, like, so much out of hand that it, and it wasn't going against him so much that he didn't really feel the need to have to put a stop to it. Like, he kept an eye on it, but he didn't really, like, push the brakes on it. I feel like he should have done that right from the get-go. Like, Fontaine has a black market. That's not what I'm about. Automatically put the stops on it. Or try to do a business thing with Fontaine. But. How to change it from being the back market to what we got to do to where you still get a profit, but I also get a profit. And we're still getting, you know, everything that we're wanting. But. You're still good in the people's eyes. Okay, but with those things, though. Okay, first, with him trying to put a stop to the black market in general from the beginning, like you were wanting, would that be against his ideals? Honestly, it would, wouldn't it? Would that turn him into the person, ultimately, in the end, that he didn't want to be the reason why he started Rapture? That is... Goes hand-in-hand with the second choice that you bring up, too. That is a capitalist idea. How can I make a profit off of your profit? 
Yeah. It really would. Um, but he turned around and finally started realizing how much the black market was starting to affect his place. That he actually turned around and instead of just putting a stop to it, he was going to kill Fontaine. He huh. was, and the, I mean, this was after he got a hold of Adam, but meaning it's, Fontaine, but it's the great illusion that everyone has. Like you cut off the head of the organization the body dies. It doesn't always work that way. Also, during that time, you know, he had gotten um, Jasmine Jolene pregnant, and she was an exotic dancer. So, I mean, it's kind of cool to know that even down there they had, you know, exotic dancing. <laughs> yeah, that kind of entertainment. I mean, no, no place is not going to have some sort of entertainment. But the fact that he got her pregnant, and from what I understand, he didn't know about it. I mean, he really did it until close to the end of the game where he finally realized. Or he did know and just thought she got rid of it. And not the not in the sense of the way that we find out. Like, he, like he really thought she got a pure-on ab- abortion. Yeah. Or maybe a miscarriage. But um, the fact that he had so many of his friends, I mean, like, Bill McDow. McDonough. Whatever. He turned around and started to see Ryan as one of the parasites. He was turning against himself. That even his friends were stepping back and going, we don't believe in you anymore. I mean, to the point that some of them were even in on a few of the assassination attempts against him. They, they were starting to see that he was becoming... The things that he said he didn't want to be, you know, that he was trying to get away from. And I I feel sad to know that you go down there and you become really good friends with someone like that. And you watch them turn on themselves, knowing that's something they never wanted to do. Did they try to stop him? Did they try to go, this isn't you. This isn't what you wanted. Or did they not get an opportunity? Did he not allow them to do that? Did he not listen to them? Well, it could have been. It could have been that the conversation was had, but Ryan just didn't want to listen. Yeah, I mean, it got so bad. I mean, that you know, during the time Ryan thought he killed Fontaine, and then out of it all, Atlas rose, and then he had the whole out with Atlas. I mean. Bill turned around and who who was on the city council himself turned around and resigned. He couldn't do it anymore. He was watching his friend go down the drain and couldn't stand by what he was doing, hurting the citizens, taking away their own thoughts. I mean, turning the atom to where it was making them not themselves anymore. He was literally turning into the one thing he hated. And his best, one of his best friends had to step back and watch it. How do you think his friend felt? Like, would you, if you watched your best friend do something like that, would you, like, what would you have done? Would you have tried whatever you could have to stop him, or would you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. You, you know, in that situation, you would try everything that you can until he gets too far, and then you get into the situation of, well, if I can't stop him, I guess I'll have to try to kill him. I mean, and then, you know, like I said, he killed Fontaine, who rose as Atlas. He got tired of Atlas and tried to kill him, but failed. And which caused it, the 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 civil war down there. Do and you think he should have tried to talk with either Fontaine slash Atlas as Fontaine or as Atlas himself? Like, do you think he should have tried harder? Do you think that the I don't like you, I'm going to kill you comes from his childhood background? Watching, you know, the Russians doing that sort of thing? And not to mention the killing of his aunt and uncle right in front of them? I think it does. I honestly think it does. I think if he was raised somewhere differently or something of the sort, he... Probably would still have that idealistic... Is that the word I'm looking for? 
like the, the what he wanted but a different kind of twist to it to where it's not so mm, not even necessarily do you think that hearkening back to his childhood and the conditions that he grew up in living where he was led him to want to seek a better life and you know a better you know position do you think if he was brought up in a different life you know in a different country where these harsh of things weren't happening would he still have that idea of wanting a better life or is he okay with the life he has now that you know that's honestly a good question you know would andrew ryan have ever been the tyrannical monster that he became down in rapture would rapture have ever been yeah, built yeah i should say would rapture have ever come about that's a very good question um talking about the civil war and everything um the fact that Ryan had decided to turn around at New Year's, you know, try putting the year before, you know, everything that happened, the death of Fontaine and everything behind him, the, the, all the people that he put through prison, just trying to put everything behind everybody, just trying to sweep it under the rug scenario. I mean, to me, that's what it felt like. He was trying to sweep it underneath the rug only for, you know, Fontaine to attack at the New Year's Eve, you know, party. Like, he, I mean, they were, the whole thing was, there was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, intelligence, background, whatever, I'm not entirely sure the word I am looking for, that Ryan was supposed to be at the restaurant. He ended up not being there. He ended up being stuck at work. But his mistress at the time, uh, Diane, was there. Diane I mean, who? Oh, uh, McClintock? McClintock? McClintock, yes. <laughs> I His mistress, Diane. Leave me alone. Um, the fact that she she was there, I mean, she got injured. Which, you know, we'll go over more when we talk about her. Because I kind of, I would like to do an episode of, like, not really extremely uh, important people, but, you know, like a little side characters that have some importance to the main character. Yeah. But she got injured. I mean, and then that turned around and caused Ryan and Atlas to pretty much go out into, the, into a full-on civil war to where they lives were of citizens who had nothing to do with it, who were completely innocent, were taken. I mean, how would you feel if you were just stepping back and just letting them do what you do only for your family to be stuck in the middle? And you couldn't escape from it. You couldn't go back to the surface. Well, that kind of comes back down to that's, you know, his upbringing. That's what he saw growing up. That's how they solved problems growing up. You know, that's how the war started, you know, that he witnessed. At the time, he had witnessed two world wars. And then, you know, during all that time, you know, there was, the, as they call the genetics arm race, where the development of plasmid and uh, gene te- uh, tonics, as well as destructive weapons, were being used by both sides. And not only that, but during that time, Ryan decided to go with the doctor, Yi Shinchong. Is that how you pronounce his last name? He should Chong. What he went with an unconventional way by pumping pheromones throughout the city to turn the people onto Ryan's side. He literally took away their will, took away everything about them to make it to where he won. Where he was trying to win. How do you, like, to me, if that was me and I was watching, you know, because there were some people who the pheromones didn't work on. Yeah. For neither one. I mean, but to turn around and watch your loved ones be turned into splicers, into people who had nothing to do with it. To me, I, 
I would be like that third arm person and go, okay, no, I'm killing both of you because you're turning my loved ones who had nothing to do with us. We came down here for a better life and you're taking it away from us because you both have your heads up your asses and don't want to try working it out. I mean, it's how it is for nowadays in society. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, I guess that's what wars are pretty much in a way. In a sense, yeah. It's it's really sad to see. And there were so many, not so many, so little who still was completely sane away from all the tonics, the plasmids, the pheromones. But they had to witness all this happen. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's sad. I mean, also during this time, um, his alienated, hmm, alienate alienated <laughs> alienated supporters to returning against him his mistress diane turned around and sided with atlas i mean ryan survived three assassination attempts one which bill took place in and another that was spearheaded by anya anders daughter that's how you pronounce her last name okay. anders daughter okay <laughs> anya anders daughter and then turned around and he kept the corpses outside his office. How do you think he had to feel to know that his best friend turned against him? He killed his best friend and then turned around and desecrated the, the body by hanging it up on his wall. Well, like I said before, that's, you know, down to the if my best friend, if I tried everything I could to stop him and he wouldn't stop. Yeah, the next logical step would be to try to kill him to get him to stop. I guess he didn't succeed in his mission. But, you know, it was a risk he tried to take. And it failed. And back to his mistress turning on him and going to Atlas, that's kind of the... You know, she saw the monster he was becoming and did not like it. But did she genuinely like atlas's position on everything or was it more of a lesser of two evils from solution what, from what i was reading it seemed like it was a lesser of two evils you know you got on one hand andrew ryan starting to go crazy and fight with atlas you got atlas trying to free the people of rapture but he's not any better than ryan but of the two which one's the bigger asshole you know which ones would, at the end, help society instead of keep bringing it down to ruin? Yeah. Yeah. Um, after all this and everything, then it came comes down to the the character you play as, Jack, coming. You know, or off the bat, Ryan on Michael thought he was the K, KGB. Is that correct? Is that the words? Yeah. Or the American CIA. He, you know, thought which, he was government. Went straight to thinking government, and then wondering for how many times he sent somebody to kill him. How come he didn't die? Why isn't he dying? To realizing Atlas is controlling him. Not at the first, he didn't realize he was controlling him. It was just he seen that Atlas was leading him on. Knew then Atlas to, was behind it. Then went to realizing he's using this phrase. Would you kindly? to lead Jack to throughout the city to where Ryan is. Only for Ryan to finally put it together that Jack is his own son. And that Jack can use his DNA, his genetics, to turn the city onto him. Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's pretty much, you know, Jack, Ryan's DNA, the fact that they were able to... I don't know. Would it be changing it? Is that how they would have to do it to like kind of morph it to where the DNA would be more Jack's than Ryan's, or like, or where they had to pull out Ryan's part of his DNA to for Jack to be able to do well, it? Well, it just depends on how much similar their DNA is. I mean, the doctor was behind it. The doc, Doctor Yi. Oh, I'm not even gonna bother with the last name, and. Bridge, uh, Dr. Uh, Tenenbaum, they helped Atlas slash Fontaine do this. I mean, Jack was brought up, I mean, we'll find out more about next week's episode, who is about Jack, but brought up from an embryo to 
being who he is because of two doctors who at least one Adam thought not Adam but uh Andrew Ryan thought was on his side who was helping him with you know the pheromones and everything his it was took his own kid and was turning kind of morphed him into being how he is now I was to say do you think that they may have experimented on the embryo to inject him with Andrew Ryan's DNA more to fool the security systems? You know, I honestly can't say anything because of next week's episode. But if I remember correctly, I think it has a little bit of... They did experiment on the embryo. Okay. But as to the depth of it, uh, without pulling up all my notes on Jack... I honestly can't remember at this moment. But to go, okay, there's somebody here. Atlas is leading him here. Atlas is controlling him. To, that's my son. To, my son's coming to kill me. To to the point at the end when he realized he had no choice. He activated the self-destruct system for Rapture and pretty much told his son, kill me. He gave him no option. He used the line, would you kindly take the golf club and beat me to death? And he made sure his vita chamber and his room was deactivated so he couldn't come back. And had his own son, who just found out this I'm man, this man is my father, gave him no option, no choice, and killed him. Yeah. It's... He pretty much did to. His son, oh, ouch. His son, what was done to him? Took away his free will of some stuff and ended it all. Like, do you think he pussyfooted, he took the the pussy weight out? I guess is what I'm looking for. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily think that he took the pussy way out, but I think it kind of is still along that lines of, Going back to burning down the forest. He activated the self-destruct sequence and killed himself. So when the city blew up... He didn't have to witness the city blow up. He didn't have to witness the city blow up and his body would be destroyed in the process too. I mean, it would have been destroyed afterwards, but he was already dead. But the fact that he... Like, it makes... It's sad that it makes me mad that he turned around and told Jack, I'm your father. Now kill me. Yeah. Oh, not not and kill me. It's, you are killing me. I'm not giving you an option. I am using the no, line. No, I didn't say and kill me. I said, I'm your father. Now kill me. Oh, now kill me. Yeah, pretty much. You know, here's this. I'm giving you the weapon. Now I'm going to use the line against you that's controlling you. After I told you, it controls you. And I'm going to have you turn it against me. Like... If I was Jack, I would have been, looky here, motherfucker. Well, doesn't like, he also bring up the point before he does it about how a man chooses and a slave obeys? And, but, and then says the line. Knowing that Jack can't fight it. Right. But he's trying to put that idea into his head because that gives you that realization in the game. I'm being controlled by Atlas this whole time using the phrase, would you kindly? And you get the flashbacks as to all the times that Atlas said, would you kindly? Yeah. I mean, I think... Would you kindly do this? Would you kindly do that? Would you kindly do this? And you start to realize, oh, I... He wasn't being polite about it. He was dead. He was leading me on. He was causing me to... I now know that this is what's going on. I know that this is what he is saying to control me. So now the option I have is... Do I, A, still be a slave and listen to what he tells me to do? Or B, do I become a man and choose not to do what he says? Try to Hence fight his fight with Atlas. Yeah. Um, do you think Atlas found out that... Not Atlas. Do you think Brian found out Atlas was actually Fontaine? I think he probably knew. You think he knew towards the end? Yeah. And he just... Just let it go. Yeah. Just, he just I, gave up. I think he knew that once and for all, he finally gotten beaten by Frank Fontaine. And 
decided to... Could be another reason why he did the self-destruct with the city. Yeah. It, it still falls back to that. If I can't have it, nobody can have it. Man. But how did you feel all about what you learned about Andrew Ryan? Give me a summary of how you quickly feel about him. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's fun learning his history and, you know, listening to last week's episode about how, you know, he was brought up, the, you know, seeing the influences of some of his decisions, you know, discussing them here, knowing that, you know, some of these things could, you know, have been all psychological influences from his early childhood. Yeah. I mean, I it, to me it was interesting to see how he, because, you know, when I first learned about Andrew Ryan, I didn't know he was from a different country and stuff like that. So it was interesting seeing how he was from a different country, how he migrated to New America. What the hell Immigrated. <laughs> Sorry. How he came to America and everything, and then how he thought of rapture you know how he brought it to life it's sad to see how he how he was you know one of the leading causes of the death of rapture as i would put it yeah but i generally was very amazed and excited to when i was doing all the background history learning all this i mean because when you you know, play the game for the first time. You don't really dive into the background and stuff like that, but you're just playing. I mean, you kind of get that. You understand some of it. You know, you understand that Ryan and Fontaine are the reasons, or the Ryan Atlas are the reasons that is being brought down and everything. But it's the depth of everything from the very beginning and all that. To me, it was interesting. You know, now that I played the game 50 million times and I think about it, it's to me, it's just amazed to see the depth of everything if that makes any sense yeah it makes perfect <laughs> sense all right well i think this is unless you want to say anything else i think this could be the end of this episode for this week uh like i said next week uh will be an episode about jack um who you play as throughout the game um i'm gonna go back through his history his experience throughout um rapture and all that so anything you want to talk about real quick uh no i just want to say thanks to all the listeners for listening and sticking with us so far um just to remember to leave a review on Sp uh apple podcast and follow us on twitter yes we now have a twitter it's called uh at a lorecast um if you have any comments concerns get us a comment on there uh, we will get right back with you. Our scheduling for episodes should start becoming more consistent. Um, we're still getting used to our recording systems and when it decides it wants to have an update and kind of go fucker on us, having to edit and fix stuff. It's just me and Twisted Vice doing everything. And we are a family, so we do have a little one, so we have to base everything off for schedules and stuff. So, uh, again, leave a like and comment, uh, subscribe to, uh, off of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, off of Twitter, and we also have a Gmail at, uh, what was it? A, uh, I think it was Rapture, it is, Biopod. It is, uh, yes, rapturebioshockpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can get a hold of this off of there, off of Twitter. Email us um, with any questions or... Concerns uh, or... Even ideas for episodes that you want to hear about characters or things or, like that. We've got a lot of ideas for episodes already that we've got planned out. But give us, you know, throw some ideas in there for us. You know, maybe you thought of something we couldn't have thought of for an episode idea. Or even if you were somehow able to find a background uh, note off of something that I wasn't able to, please give us, you know, a shout out for that. And we'll give you a shout out through the next episode. You know, we'll try to keep it very consistent. I try to do uh, 
different, quite a few different ep, uh, websites trying to dive in as much as possible through to get as much of the background history and lore of each character, each specific thing. But as we all know, sometimes it's kind of difficult to find certain things. So uh, if you would kindly join us for the next episode. See you next week. Bye, guys. This has been Rapture, a Bioshock Lorecast. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as we go along our journey into the history of the lore of the Bioshock series. Let us know who you would like us to go over. Also, would you kindly leave us a review and follow us on our new Twitter at Alorecast. And also, join us for the next episode.